Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Thursday. News Radio 1070 WKOK. Macatrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. All new pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Great sales staff and great service department, as always. And good news for the Eagles tonight as they take on the Patriots in preseason game number two. Devontae Smith, all of a sudden, is expected to play tonight. I didn't see that coming. And that's very, very encouraging news for the Eagles. I thought at best, as he's been coming back from that knee injury he suffered July 31st during training camp, it was only three practices in, I thought at best he would be able to play in the Jets game next week, and that's it. But this is really tremendous that he's going to get able to play tonight. Obviously, he gets another preseason game under his belt. He does get to play it in front of the home crowd, which is nice because the Eagles will be at the Jets next week. And not only that, but we're not really sure how Nick Sirianni is going to play this third preseason game as far as playing any starters because it's the last one before the season starts. So if Devontae Smith had just played against the Jets, then he may not have gone in those in-game reps with his starting quarterback, Jalen Hurts, and being with the first unit. Now he'll get that opportunity tonight, although it will still be limited, I'm sure. But... NBC Sports Phillies' John Clark tweeted this out earlier. This was about two hours ago. If all goes as expected, which looks like it is, Devontae Smith will get some snaps tonight. So that is really, really good news for the Eagles. He really got ramped up pretty quickly because he was slow the last few weeks in practice in terms of just trying to slowly ramp back up. But I'm sure there were some precautionary measures that the Eagles were taking with their prize first-round pick. But then just earlier this week... He started doing more individual stuff. Then he was finally limited in in team reps yesterday against the Patriots in joint practices, and now now he's good to go for the game tonight, apparently. So that's good news for the Eagles. We'll get into that and more with Glenn Mack now from the Eagles Radio Network. He'll join us at 4.06 today to preview the game tonight against New England. And also, too, we'll do some more Steeler talk today. Jerry Dulac, our man from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Steelers Radio Network, He'll join us at 4.35. 
as we preview the Steelers and the Lions for their Saturday night preseason game. Preseason game number three for Pittsburgh, number two for Detroit. We didn't have Jerry. We won't have Jerry tomorrow because he's actually taking his daughter back to Penn State, actually. So he's going to join us today instead for the to preview the Saturday matchup for the Steelers and the Lions. And then coming up in the next half hour, we've got Micah Shrewsbury, new Penn State men's basketball coach. Coaches versus cancer, all that's coming up. And, of course, where things are with the season, the upcoming season, I should say. So lots of good stuff coming up today for the show. And we, of course, always want to hear from you, 1-800-795-9565. On anything Penn State-related or Eagles, Steelers, Phillies, another clunker for them last night against the D-backs. I'll be nice. I'll let Steve bring up the Red Sox again, even though the Yankees did get the sweep. <laughs> I'm just continuing to be amazed of how well they're playing right now, the Yankees. But bringing it back to football, NFL football, that is. Ben Roethlisberger, of course, is going to play. There's NFL football tonight? There is. Plenty of games tonight, including the Eagles. And Devontae Smith's going to play. Oh, I was talking about pro football. Okay. Uh... <laughs> oh, my almighty! <laughs> I thought the Cowboys were playing. <laughs> you kind of feel like that's a cut, don't you? <laughs> it's something to watch. It's something to watch, he says. It helps you get the fix before September. See, that's what I think of moving forward, to be honest with you. Um, that what's going to happen is I think they'll go to an 18th game. Okay, that's fine. And when they're done going to an 18th game, they'll then cut back the preseason to two games. I agree. But they, but they won't get rid of it. And they'll go to these joint practices more and more like the Patriots and Eagles had this week. The reason that they will go with two preseason games and not eliminate the preseason altogether is, from a coaching point of view, it is still good in a practical game like in front of stadium, human bodies watching you play. Uh, it's great to get an evaluation that, quote, when the lights are on, who can perform? When you're, Especially when you're trying to determine roster spots 35 through 53. You know, who can do it, who can't, and at least get a read about each. There's another element, too. Even though from January 1st to December 31st, the NFL just dominates the cycle over and over again. Having two preseason games is a great marketing tool because I think it whets the appetite for the football fan. I mean, look how excited you are. It's, it's like Christmas Eve at the Catrillo household. Well, that's you right. Know, you know, Luke and Mark and Dad all sitting there and 
Luke and Mark know <laughs> just as much about the game as Dad does. It's really cool. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> what do you think about that play, Luke? Hey, watch Daddy slam dunk. <laughs> no, wrong sport, Junior. <laughs> Actually, I, I sat down with Luke last week, and I made him give me an, an, one evaluation from the game last week. But we helped. I helped him along the way. You helped him. It did. I was like, "What'd you think about the game? How, did you like Jalen Hurts? What'd you think about the new coach?" And let me guess. In typical Eagles fashion, Luke said, "I like the backup quarterback." <laughs> <laughs> no, he he just sent me son. That's his, that's his gibberish word. And I was like, "He, he sounded. He, he played good, right?" He's just like, sir. I'm like, okay. So a gibberish word. So now we're back <laughs> to listening to the Shikolami game on Fridays. <laughs> S-U-I-T. That spells Suta. I've got no time to be on your show. None. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I got no time. Next week, we actually do begin our high school roundtables. That is correct. We always enjoy those Thursdays very, very much. And we will have a new contributor this year. Besides Zach Showers, we have a new color analyst for Seals football this year, Steve Briggs. And he and Zach will start taking turns, but Steve will join us to begin the roundtable next week. So it'll be him, Greg Wetzel, and the Chief. Oh, good. Boy. Each one does a great job of answering. The issue is that when we have the suit on, is sometimes I'll leave the room, get a sandwich, come back. He's still answering. It's just... F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells foul I hate the show. <laughs> oh my good. <laughs> it's our guy. <laughs> All right. So what are you looking for tonight? Well, definitely Devontae Smith now. Other than total domination. Um, I want to see continued sharpness out of Jalen Hurts. I want to see that carry from the joint practices practice field to the game field tonight. I want to see more consistency with the receivers in catching the football, including Miles Sanders, if he plays tonight. I don't think he's going to, but if he does play, I want to see him catch a ball out of the backfield. Um, and then defensively, I want to see him a little, be a little bit sharper against the run. Ajay Harris got him got the best of him a little bit at times last week. But overall, just continued progression. Progression toward what? <laughs> Being a good football team. Are you sure? All I've been hearing this week is the Eagles D-line dominating Jalen Hurts, lining it up. Jalen Rager, I want to see him 
make some some nice catches tonight as he's been doing on the field. Like I want to see everything that they've done positively on the you joint know, practice field onto the real you know game what, field. I you know what's interesting though? Is that I've read the words about Jalen Hurts and all it really said was he was better than the other quarterbacks. Right, yes. Well, what did the, you could still be mediocre and the other guys were worse. It didn't tell me anything. Well, we'll find out tonight. Find out what tonight? In terms of his progression. Will he will he stay sharp? Is he gonna make some mistakes tonight? Is he can he lead Maybe a touchdown drive tonight, besides just a field goal last time. We'll, we'll even see how much they play. I think they'll probably play two series again, but I would like to see maybe just a little bit more from the ones on Under offense Peyton, at least. The defense I'm not so worried about. They can play two series and be done. Under Peyton Manning, the Colts were 4-24 and 24 in the preseason. Right, I'm aware. Yes. I rest my case. <laughs> Thought I'd... But you know who also has had a good camp? Zach McPherson, the former Penn Stater at one time before he went to Texas Tech. He's been having a good camp. Didn't was up and down against the Steelers last week. I want to see how he does tonight, too. But I really like this kid, as I figured I would. Well, I know you liked him, too. Just Yeah, I did. Lost the roster it, number of battle, I know. Yeah, it was a numbers situation here. But yeah, yeah, his brother uh, Josh was one of our interns at Channel Three, right? And just uh, think the world of the McPhersons. Zach will be just fine. Zach will be just fine, and uh, looking forward to uh, um, seeing his progression with the Eagles, and then Devontae Smith, you know. We'll see if he can take, you know, take a couple hits and go from there. If he if he just drops down into the field position because he doesn't want to get hit, that's a sign you made the wrong pick. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> that's probably not a great start. <laughs> it's like hey. he is a pretty tough kid, though. Yeah, he is a, he is a pretty tough kid, but a lot of his time at Alabama was spent. Um, just in wide open space doesn't mean he can't take it, take a hit. Things that he can, he can take hits. But they did, it, you know, with everything they had at Alabama and against college defenses, and he had wide open space to operate with. It's gonna be interesting to see in the NFL where they, especially with so much press coverage. Now you try not to. Now, obviously, if you put somebody in the slot, the idea is to get them away from press coverage or get them in motion to get them away from press coverage. So let's see if they do some of those things with him to get him away from it. Because obviously, I'm wondering what his upper body strength is actually like. Now, would I have picked him? Absolutely. So please, do not sit there and think I'm being critical of the pick. Not in the least. I'm sitting there, and I'm in that spot, and I'm the Philadelphia Eagles. He absolutely is the guy I take. No getting around it. Not even... Not even close. That is the guy I take. But that doesn't mean you can't have uh, some questions 
going in that you'd like to see answered as to how do you handle the hits in the big league? How do you handle press coverage? How tough are you to cover? I mean, he may be in motion. They just can't catch him. Which is what Matt's hoping for. Exactly. You know, and now you know, and now the good news is that you know, and really good news. This being the second preseason game, um, Nick Sirianni should have it all down on the sideline by now. Just kidding. Back with more in a moment. <laughs> It'll take a little while. We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. He's had three hits tonight, and he's hooked all of them to right field. That's why they're playing him to pull. And he sends a drive to center. He may have done it again, Ben. Back goes De La Cruz. He leaps. It's gone! Home run! Cycle time for Freeman. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! 7-2 Atlanta. Freddie Freeman hit for the cycle last night. What a great player, great hitter. I mean, remember last year Freddie Freeman um, contracted COVID and thought that he would sit out the season, and then he bounced back, came back, and not only he come back, he was the MVP. The Braves, with no Ronald Acuna Jr., have surged to the lead in the National League East. Impressive. As for the Phillies, they're getting underway 10 minutes from now. And these are words I did not think I would be saying today. They're trying to salvage the final game of a three-game series with Arizona. Yikes. Yikes. Uh, That's not good. Not a great time in Philadelphia. I mean, the Eagles are playing tonight, and I mean, that isn't going to go well. No? Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory. Who has it? Sunbury, does. Sunbury Motors does. And great pre-owned inventory. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. 
com. Uh, very quickly, uh, Tampa Bay leads the Orioles seven to one, end to seven in St. Petersburg. Miguel Cabrera still at four hundred ninety nine home runs, bidding for five hundred today. Detroit leads the Angels ten two, top of the sixth at Comerica. Seattle leads in Arlington over Texas six nothing in the bottom of the fourth. Kansas City leads Houston three one. In the top of the fifth at Kaufman, Oakland leads the White Sox 2-1 top of the fifth on the south side. Phillies and Arizona getting underway in about four minutes. And uh, the Yankees, after their sweep of the Red Sox, and they're playing great baseball right now, will be taking on the Twins tonight. All right. Coaches versus Cancer Golf Tournament, eight days away at the Penn State Golf Courses. Joined now by... Head of the CVC Golf Committee, Scott Walker, and the head basketball coach of the Nittany Lions, Micah Shrewsbury. Guys, welcome. Great to have you with us. Scott, what does it mean to get the tournament back on track again? Coaches versus cancer will be next week, Scott. Uh, yes, sir. Foursomes this time through. What what does it mean to everybody just to have it return? It's get the tournament back. It means everything. It's huge. Eden Gilligan from the ACS office told us a stat that we couldn't believe that the pandemic set back cancer research by 10 years. Yeah. So to be able to get back out there, and, and numbers are good, actually, Steve. Um, it is a little different this year, like you mentioned, with the foursomes. We're not doing quite as much stuff. Uh, we're not going to do the awards dinner Friday night to try to you know kind of pull it back a little bit, given the scenario, the situation we're in. But numbers are good, and we're just thrilled to see everybody again and thrilled to be able to write a check to the ACS here at uh, the end of the year. And Micah Shrewsbury joins us. Coach, first of all, A, great to have you with us. B, uh, it, this is personal for you too, isn't it? Thanks for having me today. And the one thing is it, it is really personal, and um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to help in any way possible. And you know, for myself, my wife, our family, you know, cancer has affected us, and this is a way. And coming here to Penn State, knowing that the CVC puts on this you know, great event to help raise money, raise awareness, uh, for us to be a part of it is really a big deal for our our entire family. Coach, also, you've had to had to meet a lot of people in a short period of time, and that means also meeting the uh, CVC group. So, in this short period of time. How have they impressed you by the organization and how they go about their business? Well, you look at it right away, and you're like, man, this is a well-run group, a well-run event. And then you look at the amount of years that uh, what CVC Penn State has been able to do and what this has done for our community, but communities throughout uh, Pennsylvania and raising awareness. And uh, so... There's a lot that goes into it. Now, that's what people behind the scenes or people that just come to the event probably don't know, uh, people probably don't recognize, is the year-round work that goes into this event, uh, the year-round work that goes into every event that you know, people are volunteering to do this, volunteering their time. But because it is such, you know, it's a great event and it's helping a lot of people. Yeah. You know, it's something that you, you should want to do. It it just shows the, the heart of especially the committee. Um, but, you know, we can do our part, you know, right? right? It's just it's exactly. not just the committee. It's exactly. everybody, and, and everybody can help in their own way. Um, 
and that's you know a big part of coming and joining us donating whatever it may be um, help join the fight and for Scott and the uh, and the committee along the way, what has it meant? I mean, look, it goes from Bruce Parker to Jerry Dunn to Ed DeCellis mm-hmm. to Pat Chambers and now Micah Shrewsbury. What has it meant that that Mike has been able to take the baton like the other coaches? And what does it mean to the committee to have that kind of commitment from your head coach? Well, sure. You know, this was the second transition I've been through. Yeah. I was there for DeCellis right. to Chambers, and you're always a little apprehensive. You know, you're going to get somebody that comes in and truly believes in this and support it. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know. Right. So um, when we met Micah, we were just thrilled, and uh, ever since we've you know been able to chat with him and figure out kind of how's this how's this going to work best for everybody, right? How how do we get stuff done? And it starts with um, his willingness to work with us. It starts with our executive team. I got to say, Wendy Pelkey really, yeah. <laughs> she's the ringleader. You know, she's the one that drives this bus, and I'm not scared to say that. Um, she does so much work behind the scenes that she deserves to be recognized for it. The golf tournament would not be what it is without her the last few years, actually last 10, 20 years, however long it's been she's been on the committee. So um, we're thrilled to be back, and we're ready for a good event next week. Are there any openings at this hour? We'll take you up until the okay. 11th hour. Uh, we might not be able to get you a sign made uh, on the tee box, but we'll, okay. we'll take you. We'll find a spot for you. Okay. Uh, and how can they do that? Easiest way is cvcpennstate.org. It's a one-stop shop. You can go there. You can learn about all the events we do year-long. You can learn about how you can get involved in the in the golf tournament from a volunteer standpoint, become a sponsor, um, golf, you know, get a foursome together in golf. Normally we have a, a captain or a celebrity with you, but this year obviously it's a little different, so you get to pick your own foursome and, and enjoy the day. Coach, uh, 4,031 points from transfers coming in. That is number two in the nation in terms of transfers that were brought in to play basketball at an institution, this of course being Penn State. When you were out looking for transfers, what was important about the fit? What were you looking fit-wise that fit Penn State, fit what you had in your program and fit you? You know, I think when you start asking the question, I think, where is winning on their priority list? Yep. that has to be near the top for the guys that we brought in. Um, they needed to fit with the guys that we had returning. You know, to to have John Hare, to have a um, a Miles Dread, uh, a Seth Lundy, a Sam Sessoms. Like we needed fits with those guys. Um, that everything aligned in terms of, like I said, winning near, had needs to be near the top. Uh, coming here and continuing the culture that's been started in terms of how hard these guys are going to play. And you know, that kind of precedent is set. Now adding guys that can really feed off of that and feed into that and continue the rise of what we want to do in this program. So I think we found that fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we brought in really good guys. I, I hope we can get – 4,000 points out of them <laughs> this season. <laughs> well, I'll be saying good a lot. It's good all over the place. That'd be great. Uh, your players can be your best recruiters. For you, how important was it that that you, John Harris said something to you about it? Miles Dredd said something. Sam said something. Seth said something. How important were they in your process and the people you brought in? It was really important. Uh, I wanted their input. Like yeah. they, those guys stayed because they love Penn State. Yeah, uh, they've given a lot to this program. They've given a lot to this community, and now 
you know, I want to hear their opinion on the guys that are coming in. And they were willing to help. They were willing to reach out to guys and talk to players and give them their experience and what their experience was like. And that was big in us selling uh, to recruits, and and they were a huge part of that. So um, they're invested. They're really invested in, you know, the guys that have come in have really joined that with them, that investment and knowing that, you know, each year is different, right? You you get one opportunity right. with, with one team, and we get one crack at it with this group, and we're all in, you know, we're all in together, and we're all going in the same direction. Yeah, I tell people that all the time. Every team takes on its own personality. They all do, because you'll lose some people, you'll gain some people. It's a different locker room at that particular time. The practices I watched, a lot of teaching took place. Do you feel like the summer workouts laid a foundation so you can now get a running start for your preseason? I think it did. Um you know, I wanted to really emphasize some some things. We did a lot of work defensively, hmm. uh, just because everything's new. Like, even though these guys have a lot of experience, like, you know, one of the things we're probably one of the oldest teams in the country, or will be this year, based right. on experience. Um, they've never played for me. They've never played with each other. Uh, the rules that you know, I may have defensively could be different than what they've done. So we tried to lay the groundwork, uh, put in the base of what we want to do, and then grow from there. Um, and then we'll get right back to it, you know, once school starts up and, and we'll start, you know, continuing to add more to that base. But the, these eight weeks were great in terms of getting to know each other, getting to know our system, those guys getting to know me, and uh, us building a great foundation together. What kind of foundation was laid then on the recruiting trail for the future of Penn State basketball? It was a big part of it. You know, from from day one of us getting here, um, we really locked in and zeroed in on who was going to be a a priority person for us, who was going to be a priority uh, recruit for us based on, like I said, I say fit a lot, but that's a big part of it. Um, You know, the one thing that we're not going to do is we're not trying to accumulate talent. Right. If you just accumulate talent, then sometimes it doesn't fit together, and it doesn't work. And and that's you know, you've seen that in gr- the greatest programs, right? Okay. You know, Kentucky doesn't have the greatest fit, and then they don't make the NCAA tournament. Exactly. Right. Duke doesn't have the greatest fit, they don't make the NCAA tournament. Right. So it has to fit. Who you recruit has to fit. And you know, from the outside view, if people see, hey, you got a five star here, you got a two star here like why don't you just get another five star <laughs> well that that guy may not fit with the other um but we have a specific plan in place for who we're going after and who we want to get and how those guys fit on the roster on the team and how they fit at penn state it sounds so easy we just get another five star <laughs> yeah sure we'll go over we'll go over here they're just like five of them standing right trees, there yeah. yeah it's all over the place i have to ask you a business question sure uh, the spikes drew 92,477 yes, this summer, nearly 3,000 a game, and around a little bit more than 4,000 a game after July 1st. Yes. I've talked about foundation with Micah about basketball. What kind of foundation was laid in the return of Spikes baseball with the new MLB Draft League? Well, you pointed out a good benchmark there, the July 4th game. Yeah. No pun intended, I think it lit a spark 
for the rest of the season yep. for us because I looked at the numbers from the 2019 season for the same amount of games compared to this year. We actually outperformed pre-pandemic, and that's with extremely little hospitality and group sales right. involved because so many folks are just gun-shy about committing to group gatherings right now. But the foundation has been laid. Uh, we're already hard at work for next year. We did kind of dust off the cubicles in the war room a little bit <laughs> and maybe ran the vacuum for the first time in a few months. But, um, no, we're, we're thrilled. We're, we're back at it. We're going to be able to do more of the traditional Spikes promotions that we couldn't quite do this year, meet and greets, celebrity appearances, bobbleheads. You know, by the time bobbleheads came to be, uh, came for it to make sense, there was no way to get a bobblehead designed and made in time for the mm -hmm. timing of our season. So... We're thrilled to be back at it. The league is great. It's got Major League Baseball in its name. It's got MLB backing. I was on a call with folks the other day. We're, we're literally communicating with folks from MLB on a weekly basis. How can we make the league better? What does next year look like? What does the next four or five years look like? And there's a lot of good things being discussed. And I think the, uh, the future is bright for the ballpark yeah. as well, and the future is bright for the organization. So we're pumped to continue on with Spikes Baseball. Uh, back to Coaches versus Cancer for a moment. There are the Coaches versus Cancer events take place all year, oh, yes, as sir. we have discussed many times, including like the reverse drawing, mm -hmm. things like that. Yep. Uh, what's the plan right now after the golf tournament? What does return initially for uh, a Coaches versus Cancer event? Well, stay tuned for a reverse card drawing this year. Okay. It may look a little different. I was just talking with Dan Rollis just the other day, actually this week, about it. So we're trying to get plans together. It may look and feel a little different. Given the scenario, maybe we give away a different big prize that's not yeah. quite a four-wheeled sure. uh, vehicle, but <laughs> we're thrilled. And then we got the 5K in the fall. We got Real Men Wear Pink in the fall. Right. Uh, we got CVC Day at a, at a basketball game coming up. So there's lots. There's lots to do. And uh, you asked earlier at cvcpennstate.org. That's where you can go to find everything out. CVC. Penn State. Penn State dot org. Dot org. Perfect. And they're they're. And believe me, they'll fit your foursome in. We'll find you. We'll Somewhere. find a spot for they'll you. They'll fit a foursome in. If you want to put an ad up someplace, we'll find a spot. We'll to find play. a spot for you. Finally, Coach, how does it feel now after all this time to be a part of this community, uh, which includes a coaches versus cancer, which includes Penn State basketball, which includes students returning to campus? And by the way, I'm not going to say where, but a new homeowner as well <laughs> in the area. But how does it feel to be a part of this community now? That it's um, that, you know, the, the kind of realization of everything kind of starts to set in. Yeah. And, you know, I've been working feverishly for a long time without a family here, uh, yeah. without people on campus and everything. But now the, the feel uh Students are moving back to campus. Yeah. Um, yes, they you know, are. Our, our <laughs> event, you know, the, the, the CVC event is, is coming in a hurry, and you get a chance to uh, get out and, and see people playing golf and enjoying each other and, and you know, having a reception and everything that goes with it. Uh, you know, there's a soccer game tonight on yeah. campus. So yeah. events are starting. I've been going to, uh, I've popped into a couple student open houses at, at different elementary schools yeah. and the high school. So uh, I love it. Like, yeah. I, I love it. And I, I, you know, I want to be a big part of this community. And, and now it feels, uh, like I said, reality starting to set in yeah. uh, that the opportunity is here uh, to really start and kind of engulf ourselves as a family into everything that's going on. Circle November 10th, by the way, that is the opener against Youngstown State uh, at the Bryce Jordan Center. I don't know why I know that. 
<laughs> we got a long time until November 10th. <laughs> you better hope so. <laughs> it's what, 86 days? <laughs> That's okay. I got a football game for that. That's right. Mm-hmm. But, and Coaches versus Cancer will be next Friday. We will be live at the Penn State Golf Courses, probably at the 14th tee. Watching balls go into the water. Watch yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're, you're like, but let's not pretend I haven't put one in there this this summer <laughs> or twenty. <laughs> like, why did I hit it like that, gentlemen? Thank you so much. Appreciate both of you very much. Thanks for having. Me. Oh, yeah, thank you. Michael Shrewsbury and Scott Walker joining us here in the Sunbury Motors studio. That's why we have all those mics here. Come back with more in a moment. Next week, we'll have our high school football roundtable in this time slot. And we'll get a lot of information in because the suit refuses to do the segment. See, if he's on, then there's no time for anybody else. F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells foul it's more of sucking the oxygen out of the room. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, a couple notes. Uh, the NCAA is officially going to investigate Nebraska for off campus strength and conditioning during the pandemic and also for the use of an analyst uh, coaching special teams. There is no such investigation yet into Michigan. Ryan Osborne is listed as an analyst for Michigan. Analysts can do many things for you. Uh, They operate behind the scenes, scouting, formulating detailed game plans, crunching data, consulting with on-field assistants. They can do all of that. What they can't do is coach. So this is Michigan now. Taylor Upshaw, defensive end. This is during the spring. Said, you know, Osborne was leading his position subgroup instead of third-year defensive line coach Sean Nua. He said the reality is Nua's more like a D-tackles coach right now. Coach Osborne really is our main guy. He knows what he's talking about. He's a good coach. He can tell just with his passion and the things he's getting us with our technique. Others also raved about the job he's doing. He's not allowed to do it. You're not allowed to do it. Okay? You can't. I mean, the analyst cannot coach the players on the field and can't talk to the players at practice. They can talk to the coaches, but not, they can't do that. I mean, they're prohibited from ta- technical or tactical instruction to student athletes at any time, and they're prohibited from participating in on field activities. You are allowed to have a head coach, 10 on-field assistant coaches, and four grad assistants. He's listed as an analyst. Gee, I wonder if the NCAA will talk to him about this. Interesting. All right, next half hour... Matt gets depressed. We'll have Eagles conversation.